Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. We are back for college football. It's week one. Uh, We are previewing Indiana versus Ball State. That's coming up on Saturday at noon from Lucas Oil Stadium. Last weekend was week zero. There was some exciting games with Miami and Florida, as well as Hawaii uh, and Arizona. Uh, We're going to welcome in TJ Inman in a second, but first, a word from our sponsors at MyBookie. Football is back. AB is in Oakland. Le'Veon is with the Jets. OBJ and Jarvis Landry have teamed up again in Cleveland. One thing hasn't changed, though, where I'm placing my bets this season. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs 100 bucks to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard, uh, leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend the service uh, to my listeners that has been really good to me. That's why my bookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. All right, now we bring in TJ Inman. Uh, TJ, it is finally here. We're done with previews. It's game week. How are you doing? Yeah, fired up, ready to talk about uh, IU's matchup against Ball State. It definitely kind of, uh, it's still pretty humid, but we're sort of starting to feel like football weather. Uh, it, it's been a long off season. I know that everybody's ready for us to see the actual games. Yeah, and the big news out of Bloomington today was Michael Penix has yep. been officially named starting quarterback for the 2019 season. I, I think this is the news that everybody's been waiting for. Uh, it's an exciting time. Uh, you have the the guy that everybody's been clamoring for has won the starting job. It was a, a close race, uh, but – You know, as Tom Allen said earlier today, that Michael Penix could do some things uh, that Peyton Ramsey just couldn't do. It was more more of what Michael Penix could do uh, than what what Peyton Ramsey was incapable of doing. But with that, you know, I think it just adds fuel to the fire for the excitement this season. And I know I can't wait to see him play and see how he starts the year on Saturday. Although I do think that maybe, you know, he has to shake off some rust and maybe deal with a lot of butterflies first, collegiate start, uh, NFL stadium. I don't really know how the crowd is going to be, but I expect a decent crowd uh, since it's downtown Indianapolis. So what are you watching from Michael Penix this week uh, before we get into uh, game preview? Well, I think a couple of interesting things to, to keep in mind um, as Penix wins the job, it's I think it speaks a lot to his talent that he's able to overtake um, Peyton Ramsey with limited game experience, coming off of an injury, unable to be a full participant in the spring, 
uh, and still be able to overtake uh, Peyton Ramsey in the eyes of uh, the coaching staff. And, um, yeah, I, I fully expect Peyton Ramsey to um, see the field at some point during this season and probably at some point during these first two weeks. Uh, but I do think it's absolutely the right move. Uh, Michael Penix is the highest ceiling quarterback right now for the Hoosiers. Gives them, in my opinion, the best chance to reach six wins, which is the goal if you're the Indiana Hoosiers this season. So uh, I think it's absolutely the right move. Now, what to expect this week? Um, we'll get into Ball State here in just a second as far as the specifics of that matchup. Um, I would expect a kind of controlled approach from Kalen DeBoer in his first game as offensive coordinator for the Hoosiers. I would not expect to see Michael Penix airing it out 40 times against Ball State. Um, I I don't think that that should happen. I don't think it'll need to happen. What I do hope to see from Penix uh, is take what the defense gives you. Don't force things. Um, But I do want to see his ability to stretch the field vertically. That's, for me, the biggest difference between Michael Penix and Peyton Ramsey. Number one, the ability to stretch the field vertically. And number two, the ability to make throws where receivers can catch the ball in rhythm uh, and in motion and head up field, uh, increasing that potential for explosive plays. So that's what I want to see. I want to see on slant patterns. Uh, Penix putting that ball in front of the receivers to where the receiver does not have to break stride Guys like Wap Billier, Miles Marshall, David Ellis, um, you know, even Cole Guest perhaps out of the backfield that are, you know, known for their speed, that they can use that, catching the ball in motion without having to break stride and burning the defense with that. Um, so that's kind of what I want to see from him. Uh, don't force things. Uh, don't want to – ideally, you don't have any turnovers from Penix. I think that would give him a huge boost of confidence. Uh, the second thing I'm looking for for him is decision-making inside the red zone. Uh, Indiana hopefully gets in the red zone several times against Ball State uh, or at least into scoring ter- territory several times against the Cardinals. And, and you want to see Michael Penix make those smart decisions, which can be difficult to do for a guy that does not have very much Division One game experience right now. So those are kind of the two things that stand out for me that I'm looking for from Penix uh, here in week one as he looks to build – towards, uh, you know, week three against Ohio State and the, the remaining Big Ten schedule. Yeah, I want to see how, you know, how he commands the offense, how he does in the red zone, uh, things like that. Um, I hope they don't need – I don't think they'll need to air it out 40 times, but I also don't no. want them to sit on the ball. Uh, you know, I expect a healthy amount of throws – you got to get him experience in one way or the other, and he's got to be able to throw the ball. If that means throwing the ball 30 times or 25 times, uh, that's fine. And, I mean, the hope is, is that this team could get out to a big, big lead and a comfortable lead, and, you know, maybe you build that quarterback depth and bring in Jack Tuttle late in the game and run the offense through him. I'm uh, not saying that they're going to use a two-quarterback system, but you have another guy who has no game experience, uh, who sat out last year, who needs to get he needs to get some experience, needs to get his feet wet, uh, so to build that depth. And uh, you know, you, you you never know; you might need Jack Tuttle down the road 
Uh, and Plus, so I expect to see Jack Tuttle as well. And and I don't think you see he's already redshirted. Honestly, yeah, he's already redshirted. There's no benefit there. Yeah, yeah, he's already redshirted. I I could see him playing at least four games uh, that way. And I I think getting him reps in 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 an NFL stadium against a Division One team uh, is going to be big because you don't you just don't know if you're going to need him or not. And I think getting those reps is is really, really important. It's what the good – it's what the great teams do. It's that they race out to a lead. Um, and while Penix does need the reps as well, uh, you know, he'll play the majority of the game. And then, you know, hopefully you see uh, Jack Tuttle come in and ice it. But let's, let's get down to to Ball State, uh, TJ. They're coming off a 4-8 and eight season. Uh, they went 3-5 and five in the MAC West last er, – in the MAC last year. They kind of put a scare into Notre Dame early. Uh, they came to IU, and IU just hammered them. Uh, and then they really got hammered by injuries again. Uh, but they really didn't uh, They didn't really do much uh, uh, from there. They're pro- projected uh, for about four wins again this year. Uh, they do bring back so- some talent. Drew Plitt, uh, who's replacing Riley Miller, uh, who left to go to Vanderbilt, uh, you know, ha- has some experience. He threw 131 passes last year for for over a thousand yards. Uh, did throw more interceptions than touchdowns. You have a decent running back who, on only 66 attempts, got 300 yards. And then your receiving core is pretty pretty good. Uh, Riley Miller comes back with 61 receptions and 878 yards. Uh, and you have some other guys there as well uh, who could play. But it's you know, it, it's a Ball State home game. It, it, they're always fired up to play Indiana. Uh, this is a game where they probably think they have a shot with a new, a new quarterback, new offense, uh, and, and some young pieces as well. Uh, but th- this is a game that IU should win uh, pretty handily. And then on on defense, that defensive line. I know you're going to talk about this, TJ. The defensive line is mm-hmm. it's small. They run a three-four system. Uh, it, it's if if this Indiana line is as as polished as we think it is, uh, they should be able to dominate up front and, and make it for a a long day for Ball State and a happy day for IU fans. The defensive line is is a big issue for Ball State. It was last year. Uh, figures to be again this year. There was not some you know huge infusion of size. Uh, you just don't get that at that level typically, and that's been the case for the Cardinals. Um, they do bring back some guys that they had last year, but it's a unit that struggled last year, and they're not suddenly 300 pounds. Uh, you know, you're typically uh, across that front. They're rotating in the majority of the guys coming in at 265, 270. Uh, it's a unit that averages well under 275 pounds, and for a for a 3-4 front, that's a problem. They don't really have a true nose tackle. Um, that clogs up the middle for them. Uh, they don't really have guys that uh, that are great pass rushers either. Um, the linebackers, you mentioned the 3-4 defense. The linebackers are, are solid. They're a pretty good group. Uh, but Indiana's offensive line should be able to, to kind of be bullies in this matchup. And um, I would expect that the game plan uh, is going to be a heavy dose of Stevie Scott. Uh, and then, honestly, I think you're going to see a heavy dose of Scott mixed in 
with their added running back depth the Hoosiers have. I think you're going to see um, Samson James quite a bit uh, as he makes his Indiana debut. Cole Guest hopefully is able to to be out there and show his uh, you know recovery from his injury. He's apparently performed incredibly well in camp and practice uh, and is ready for this opportunity. Um, and then Ronnie Walker, who right now, um, if Ronnie Walker's your fourth best running back, which I'm not saying that he is, but it's just my unexpert opinion here, I would say that Ronnie Walker, uh, if I were projecting out number of carries, I think Ronnie Walker's probably fourth for the Hoosiers this season. Of course, there's probably going to be some injuries, so that could shake up. But right now, and if he's number four, you've got a really good running back room, and I expect Indiana's veteran offensive line to be asked to show what they've got early in this game uh, and make uh, make Ball State aware that, you know, we're the big boys here. We're not going to uh, allow you to think about an upset. So I would expect to see that. Um, and if I'm kind of just throwing out a number, yeah. projecting, I, I would think that if Indiana is not able to reach like 200 rushing yards, um, with a, a pretty healthy yards per carry average, then I'd be pretty disappointed. Yeah, I, and I think they're going to base that passing game off that play action uh, as well. Sure. Uh, with Indiana's depth at, at running back, I <laughs> I could see this as a game where, you know, a couple running backs cross that 18-19 carry mark. Um, you got to keep people fresh uh, for the rest yeah. of the season, and, and gone are the days that, you know, you, you just hand the ball off 30 times or 35 times to one guy. Uh, so, you know, Stevie Scott, you, you, Samson James is a true freshman. He needs game experience. Uh, you'd like to see Ronnie Walker get the ball as well. He need, he While he does have game experience, uh, he needs more of it. Uh, and, and then Cole Guest, is probably if you're going to divvy up carries, he's probably the guy who's going to get the fewest, but um, he's he'll probably get the ball in a lot of different ways. It could be at, at uh-huh. receiver, it could be at, at running back, and things like that. But you know, it, it's one of these days where you could have two or three guys at or near 20 carries a game, or yeah, 20 carries for the game, and maybe you have two or three guys crack that century mark uh, as well, and then. You know, Kalen DeBoer loves his play-action passing game, and it's once you establish that running game, you could take the top off of that defense and and really put the hammer down. And I, I think that's what Tom Allen needs to do too. Uh, his, his word this week, TJ, is proved, and that's a lot of. You know, I think Indiana fans will love this word because that's what they've used too. It's, it's prove it. You've got to prove it on yeah. the field. And so this this is the week you have to prove it. So is this offense better or, or not? IU put up 38 points on, on Ball State last year. They basically did nothing in the second half. Is this I, – I need Tom Allen to show his killer his killer mentality uh, on, on, on offense here. And while you don't want to, you know, throw 80-yard bombs if you're up by 40 points in the fourth quarter – but sitting on the ball in the, in the second half is just not going to play well with this fan base, and I, I don't think it's going to play well with this team. You got to, you know, you got to run your offense. It's a new offense. You've got to run your offense throughout the, you know, ninety five percent of the game. Uh, and, and I I would expect the IU to put up you know forty forty or fifty points if they could do that, uh, which I I think is a, I think it's important. 
Um, when you, especially when you look at numbers and rankings, which everybody does, especially outside of the program, um, you know, putting up 40 or 50 points on these non-conference teams really up that that points per game average in your national ranking uh, in terms of yeah. offense. So I think it's important for them not to just sit on the ball. And while I don't advocate for, you know, you you don't want to drop a hundred on people, uh, but you can't also sit on the ball for, for 30 minutes in the second half. So hopefully it comes down to that. And, and, and this game is, is well passed over uh, by then, but yeah, look for that running game. Look for that play action pass. Uh, it seems like this team is, is relatively healthy. Uh, the only injury mentioned at today's press conference is Reese Taylor, who's been day to day. He's been practicing. Yep. Uh, so we'll see if he plays as well. And, and he's a guy who played last year as a true freshman at defensive back. And, and there's a lot of depth there, but you know, they need him on punt return and kick return and all, uh, and you want to get the ball in his hands. So uh, what are some other keys for, for the game? Uh, what are your keys for a win TJ? Well, I'm going to switch over to IU's defense, uh, and I know that we've consistently talked about how good we think the secondary is, how deep we think the secondary is. We like the linebacking core. Now, we've heard real positives about the defensive line being better than what we had expected, which would be great. Uh, I'd love to see that on Saturday. I'd love to see a consistent pass rush from this Hoosier team. Uh, it, you know, it'd be great to go out there and rack up six or seven sacks, uh, but I think more important than that is providing consistent pressure uh, to Drew uh, to Plitt and making sure that he doesn't get comfortable back there in the pocket because uh, any decent quarterback, if they get comfortable in that pocket, they're able to stand back there and look around and survey the field, they're probably going to be able to have some level of success no matter how good the secondary might be. Um, so it's really important for me for IU to establish uh, a consistent pass rush and pressure um, and then against the running game from Ball State, you know, it's a kind of a retooled interior here. Jerome Johnson and Juan Harris, really excited to see Juan Harris out there again. Um, it sounds as if he has really dedicated himself to being a very good football player. And if that can be the case and he can stay that way throughout this season, it's a huge boon for Indiana's defensive line because he is a force uh, and his size makes it very difficult for opposing offensive lines to do anything with them. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him and Jerome Johnson. Uh, and then I, I want to see some of those pass rushers that we've heard have had a good camp. Guys like Tremar Reese, uh, obviously James Head, um, even some of the newcomers like a Bo Robbins. Uh, and then I, I know that uh, Gavin Everett, kind of an old standby that uh, is in his senior year. IU's got a number of options at pass rush. It's just some guys are going to have to step up and be consistent pass rushers for the Hoosiers, and I want to see them start that on Saturday. If they can do that and get into to the backfield consistently against Ball State, uh, I think the Cardinals have a really hard time moving the ball consistently. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point of seeing how this defensive line could grow. I, I think the the – word out of Bloomington is better than, than we expected. And that's right. good news because the defensive line was, I, I, it was my biggest question going into this year is can they, can they get a push? Can they eat up those offensive line blockers to, to free up those linebackers? 
to make plays. You know, the secondary, we all know about the secondary uh, and things like that. So, um, for me, uh, one of the keys to the game is is play a clean game. Play, you know, it, it's don't play down to your opponents. Uh, that's a thing that IU has done uh, historically in the past. They've played down to their opponents. They've played up to their opponents, which is a, a sign of a mediocre team. This is a team IU should dominate. You should, you know, get your takeaway goal, which is three takeaways uh, per game. Uh, you should be flawless on special teams. Uh, and your offense should, well, it's the first game, so it's not going to be clicking on all cylinders but your offense should be be humming pretty well uh, against this defense. You could live with some of those mistakes, but play a clean game. Uh, no silly mistakes, no silly penalties. Uh, don't get, you know, a targeting penalty that's going to come back and haunt you in the past. Uh, don't let up, you know, bombs over your head, things like that. And then finally, build depth. That's another key to this game. You've got to build depth, and, and that goes for the defensive line as well. Uh, and, and building depth on the offensive side. So, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so those are so those are two uh, my two keys. Play your game. Uh, play it to the best of your ability, and and then you know get as many guys in, in as possible. Uh, any other keys to the game, TJ? Well, I think that another thing I'll be looking for is just uh, I, I expect pretty large rotation of players. I think we're going to see. Uh, a lot of guys, this new, uh, not new, I guess, but second-year rule of, uh, you know, players being allowed to play four games and still be a red shirt. I think that's going to happen with a lot of Indiana's freshmen, uh, and I think that this is going to be one of those games where the IU coaches target that's trying to get those freshmen into the action uh, as one of their four games before they red shirt. Uh, and then, hey, you know, for the freshmen, that that's the case, look, nothing's set in stone. You go out there and ball out, uh, and consistently prove yourself, and start to do it in practice as well. And what the coaches thought was going to be a, you know, we'll play a three or four games to be a red shirt. You know, if you can show that you're going to make a difference on the field, you're not going to red shirt anymore. So it's going to be an opportunity for some guys to get on the field, show what they can do, and uh, our first glance at them, and it's it's a talented class on paper, and um, you know I think. <laughs> Youth is going to be served, if you will. Uh, so I'm excited to see those guys for the first time. Uh, not really a key to the game, but uh, I would say uh, the key then would be you know, start early, establish yourself. And you, know, you talked about it some, but it's in games like this, it's so important to match Ball State's intensity level and then exceed it and let them know really quickly, look, you've beaten us before. It's not going to happen again. Don't get that in your heads. Uh, this is our afternoon, and then we're going to control this from the get-go. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And going back on that redshirt rule, TJ, uh, right. there, I, I think there are two type of freshmen. There are freshmen who you want to see if they could handle playing at that D1 level right away, and yes. maybe they'll play the rest of the year. And then there are those freshmen who maybe need five, six, seven, eight weeks of practice and waits to get developed. And you see it like James Miller last year. You saw him play three games late in the year uh, and right. still preserve that, that red shirt. So I think there's there's a little bit of a feeling out, can you handle this? Um, 
versus, okay, we know what you need to do. You need to get bigger and stronger and learn what you need to learn, and then we could throw you out there. Um, so it's really going to be interesting to see how many freshmen they play. They also have some – they have young, experienced depth, and those sophomores and redshirt freshmen still need experience too, and this is how yeah. you build depth. It's If they end up redshirting a lot of freshmen this year, I'm fine with that. Um, that that's the hope. Let's you know, go. That is the hope. Yeah. That you can do uh, that. Let's go. It means you're healthy. Yeah, it means you're healthy. It means that your your guys have developed enough to where you can rely on them, uh, the young guys, and uh, you know it, it's it's a good situation, and you could you know shuttle guys in and out and keep uh, keep people fresh, which is uh, which is huge. So let's move on to the preview time. Let's uh, let's ma- actually match up to watch. Final. Let's get to our matchup to watch. What's your matchup to watch, TJ? Yeah, you know, I think that the, the easy one on paper is certainly going to be IU's running backs and offensive line against the Ball State defensive line. Um, you know, that one for me, I, I am interested in watching that. Just because I, I'm interested in seeing IU's running backs perform. I think it's such a great group. Um, but I think the one that is really going to go a long way toward deciding this game is Michael Penix against an experienced secondary. Ball State secondary is not bad at all. Uh, they, they did pretty well, especially against taking away big plays in 2018. Did not allow a ton of big plays. Now part of that uh, is going to be because teams didn't really need to because they could run the ball all over the Cardinals. Um, however, they, they you know got to give them credit. That is something they were good at. Uh, Indiana's looking for more big plays, and Michael Penix is the guy to provide that at quarterback. So uh, I'm interested to see Michael Penix uh, and the IU receivers against Ball State secondary. Can IU find a way to start manufacturing more big plays, more explosiveness in their offense? That's what Kevin DeBoer was brought in to do. This is our first chance to see that in action. Yeah, and you want to see him perform well. My – my matchup to watch is the IU defensive line against the Ball State offensive line. We mentioned it before. This if this defensive line needs some confidence. This is a game where they could build some confidence, and it's going to make that defense really click. Uh, so my, I'd like to see them get. You know, I don't I don't know what number to put on it, but if you could get multiple sacks, you know, three or four sacks. And, you know, between eight and ten tackles for loss, uh, that's a great day for the defensive line. Uh, And maybe they don't finish as well, uh, but you're pressuring the quarterback, making them throw into that secondary early, uh, giving the secondary a chance to go up and get the ball, uh, rip the ball out, things like that. And um, really, first down defense is huge, and that starts with the defensive line as well. Uh, you know, it's a running down, and last year Indiana was killed on that as well. Uh, and it really, I think, sunk the whole defense was giving up five or six yards on third down. It's something that I'm going to be looking for all season long is first down defense. Uh, now Ball State comes out and gets whatever, five yards on first down the first time they touch the ball, I don't think it's a big deal. But if you could constantly get Ball State into those second and third and longs, uh, 
this defense is going to have a pretty good day, and, and it'll give them confidence uh, going forward to to perform well. And Tom Allen and Kane Womack, they want to be a top 25 team uh, in terms of defense. Uh, they want to be a top 25 team overall as well. But in order to do that um, for their defense, you have to be good on first down. And, and that's something, if you listen to the radio broadcast, I'm going to be feeding Don Fisher those stats on first down yards. Um, and that's something that I'm going to watch all season long, and it starts on Saturday. So let's get into predictions, TJ. What's your prediction? I'm going to go Indiana gets the win. I'm going to give the Hoosiers 45 points. Indiana 45, Ball State 20. Uh, I think it's a little bit uncomfortable in the first quarter. Uh, as IU, you know, kind of feels himself out. New offensive coordinator, new offensive system. Still a lot of young players. You're playing in a kind of a foreign environment in an NFL stadium, which I don't think will be anywhere close to fill. Um, and then you've got a, you know, the quarterback making his first collegiate start. So I think it'll be a little bit uh, hairy getting started. But um, once Indiana gets comfortable, I think that the uh, superior talent and athleticism and speed is going to win out, uh, and the Hoosiers will establish themselves by halftime and pull away in the third quarter for a, a comfortable win. Yeah, I'm going to go 45-10 IU. I, I think this is there's just a different mentality about this team right now. I uh, and prove is that word you want to prove that this year is different. Uh, go. Put uh, you know go go put a team out of their misery early. Uh, the, the run game should have a big day. The pass game should well. It's not. I don't think they're going to throw for 500 yards just because of the quantity of the times that they're going to throw. Uh, but I think that they'll have an efficient and for the amount of times that they throw, they'll have a big day. Uh, and defensively, I, I think you'll see this team um, maybe give up a few big plays, but get their feet under them, get to the quarterback, take the ball away, and, and really bury, hopefully bury Ball State. And then on special teams, you you want to see something on special teams, whether it's no matter how many times Ball State kicks off, you, you want to see – I want to see a kick return. I want to see a punt return and, and things like that. I want to see Logan Justice or Charles Campbell, uh, hopefully both of them, kick field goals. Uh, and I want to see Nate Snyder – kick off a whole bunch of times uh that way they're getting their reps uh and things like that but i i think overall it's a it's i use day uh 45 10 you start this season off with a bang everybody's happy go down mass ave uh or downtown indianapolis and go celebrate and watch those uh watch those late, late games uh final thoughts tj i think the keys for for indiana from the get-go here establish your uh, not your culture, but establish the, the type type of season you're going to have uh, right away. You know, go out there, uh, and you mentioned it, just whatever cliche you want to say, uh, play the way that you envision yourself playing right from the get-go um, and establish you the dominant side early on. Leave no doubt and stay healthy. I think if Indiana can do those things on Saturday, we'll we'll feel really good about this team. One and zero. I mean, look at the long season, uh, twelve games, but getting that first win and doing so in dominant fashion would I think um, 
be a big step forward for this team in terms of confidence level. And then, uh, you know, hopefully build on that for, uh, for next week against Eastern Illinois, do the same there. And you can establish yourself as feeling really good going into week three against Ohio state. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, my final thoughts echo those it's you got to do the things this game is more about Indiana than it is about Ball yes. State and it's how yes. Indiana looks uh, on the field and what they do uh, than it is how Ball State plays against Indiana or what successes or non-successes that they have uh, so yep. my final thoughts are enjoy the opening week for of, of college football it's going to fly by really quickly Um Focus on what Indiana is doing, and and hopefully uh, any mistakes that they make, they can correct uh, going going forward. And and the the start to to a bowl game, it starts on Saturday. Well, it started way back in the spring. Uh, yeah. But officially, it, officially game wise, it starts on Saturday. And you got to you know one and zero has been the mentality every day. Saturday, you have to be one and zero at the end of the day. And as Tom Allen said, the word of the week, it's prove. It's time for the Indiana Hoosiers to prove uh, to prove who they are. And if they're a good enough team to, to, to uh, blow the doors off of Ball State, that's, you know, control what you can control. You can't beat Ohio State in week one, um, but you, you, you have to play well against Ball State. Um, and, and, give yourself a good foundation. So that all starts on Saturday. Uh, the game is at noon at Lucas Oil Stadium. It's on CBS Sports Network. Uh, you can also catch it on your IU uh, radio network. Um, TJ, we're finally here. Thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Everybody enjoy week one, and we will be back on uh, on Monday to discuss uh, hopefully a big IU win and preview Eastern Illinois. And, of course, we'll have, uh, you know, game analysis and game reaction on Hoosier Huddle all weekend. Yep, we'll have all our stuff. Our game previews are are coming out daily uh, about this game, so please visit HoosierHuddle.com. Head to Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. You can follow us on Instagram as well as we'll have uh, pictures from the game at Hoosier underscore Huddle on on Instagram as well. Enjoy it. It's 2019 season is here. We'll be back Monday evening uh, to discuss the game, preview the next game. As as TJ said, uh, enjoy the rest of your Monday evening. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.